Hello, Scoopsters. Hello, fools and ghouls. Welcome back to a mini-sode of a pod named Scooby-Doo. Today, we're joined by Matthew Lippi. He runs Scooby-Doo History on Twitter. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us here. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about this account on Twitter that has amassed quite a following here at 4,700 people following you. And can you talk a little bit about why you started the account and how it's gotten to this point? Sure thing. Well, I just want to say first off, thanks for having me on today. This is um, looking forward to it. But yeah, the reason I started Scooby-Doo History originally was uh, during COVID season. I'm currently a college student. I attend K-State and all of my classes had moved online. So I was getting a little bored and just decided to start running up an account that I have a big passion for. So um, I've been a Scooby-Doo fan ever since I was little. My dad grew up in the late 60s. So he grew up with Scooby-Doo, the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, the new Scooby-Doo movies, all that. And he kind of got me hooked as a little kid, just moving forward with it. So I was looking on Twitter one day, didn't really see any accounts that were really covering Scooby-Doo type media in the form of history. And I was like, you know what? Um, I'd love to just share some of the stuff that I've learned throughout my years of just almost my dad just <laughs> telling me a lot of stuff. So um, yeah, that's kind of the background of just how, how the account got started. Really cool. And something I've noticed, I've been following you for a while that you do that a lot of, there are a lot of accounts that do like uh, Scooby, like a frame every day or, you know, like weird stuff from Scooby-Doo and from any like children's or any animated show. But you, like you said, do a lot of historical, a lot of miscellaneous, some crossover things, some posters, I saw a mailbox one time, a Scooby-Doo mailbox. <laughs> and so I just wanted to ask you, where do you get all this stuff from? Are you browsing the internet? Where are you finding this stuff? And what are you deciding? Are you picking strategically what to put on? Do you have a a plan for the type of stuff that you want to put on this account? Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the main sites that I use is called Fandom. So I go on there uh, every day and I'm able to look up if there's any big, um, I'll search the dates of what the day is and I'll see if there's any big events that happened in Scooby-Doo history. Like if an episode came out or if it's a celebrity's birthday who maybe voiced a character on Scooby-Doo. Uh, that's usually where I start on there. But otherwise it's mainly just searching the web and seeing if there's any Scooby-Doo content I think that um, people just like maybe don't know about or would be interested in hearing more about. So I use, um, oddly enough, Pinterest, <laughs> which my mom used a lot. I never thought I'd be on Pinterest personally, but um, it's actually been a great resource for classic Scooby-Doo content. And it has a lot of awesome, I feel like great, like, like you said, crossover type arts and different, like the Scooby-Doo mailbox I found on there too. So it's got a lot of cool Scooby-Doo content that I really didn't find on any other um, web base. That's really, really cool. Um, I feel like Ben and I are like one step away from just doing deep Scooby-Doo dives on the internet every single day of our lives. Um, but so for someone who's like consuming so much Scooby media and like constantly staying up to date, what, what do you think your favorite Scooby anything of all time would be? Oh, Oh my goodness, that would be so tough. I would honestly say my favorite form of Scooby-Doo media would probably be the late 90s direct-to-video uh, films. So you got like Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, Witch's Ghost, Alien Invaders, and Cyber Chase. Those are my four all-time favorite Scooby-Doo films. And I kind of grew up on those. I was born in 2000, so right around my um, age range. And 
they were they're probably my favorite form of scooby-doo honestly i'm a real i really do love the classic scooby-doo where i use my favorite series but those classic 90s uh direct-to-video films were just so real and a different take on scooby-doo honestly a little bit more serious and also saw the gang uh going up against real monsters instead of the classic it's just a person behind the mask it really made you question and really think about the scooby-doo universe as a whole so i'd probably say if i had to limit it to one scooby-doo media it'd probably be that yeah and that's a perfect segue to something that we ask on every episode because it started with when we were watching those which i think kaylee and i that's majority of our favorites too something mm -hmm. that happens in each of those movies is that at least once in each of the movies the someone will make a reference to scooby-doo being a dog and he'll go dog where <laughs> And it's Probably. like, they play it off. It's never mentioned again. They just kind of let it be. So something that we ask is in each movie, we ask if Scooby, if we think that Scooby-Doo is aware he's a dog. So in these four movies, I think let's just all four combined, you know, right. maybe not as specific as we've gotten in, into, but just based on that, do you think that Scooby-Doo in the late 90s direct-to-video movies is aware that he is a canine? Do you think he knows? He's cognizant of the fact that he's a dog? That's a good question. Um, I would say for Scooby, I don't necessarily think so. I think he just thinks he's right there with Shaggy, his best buddy. Doesn't really view himself necessarily as a dog. I mean, and that shows, like, just as you said, I mean, he's always confused going along with it, uh, that people are calling him a dog. It's like, I can talk, I can do everything you guys do. So um, I don't necessarily think Scooby-Doo view, views himself as a dog, but I will say that he does have a lot of dog instincts, especially like going after cats. I know there's a couple of classic like cat scenes where he's just chasing after cats. So he's definitely got those dog instincts, but I don't necessarily think that he realizes that he's truly just another, another dog. I think he views himself on kind of like the shaggy level. <laughs> yeah, I, I think similarly, it's it's just weird that he is constantly like me dog no right uh, especially in those like four specific movies from that era which is we've talked about that already a lot on this podcast so i don't need to get into it again but i agree with you that i think he thinks he him and shaggy are kind of one in the same um well another question that we ask on every single episode of this is do you think well since this is i guess a more general uh, episode we always ask when we're talking about a, a specific movie if you think it's a good date movie or not mm. but um since we're talking about scooby in general do you think that scooby movies make good date movies and then which one do you think would be like the best first date scooby movie to pick oh great question i always think i think scooby-doo is a great a great date movie option personally but um if i were to pick one out of all scooby-doo media see that's tough i'd probably pick one where the fred and daphne storylines a little bit more a little bit more stronger so i'd probably lean towards some of the newer media i'm trying to think maybe something like stage frights i think that's the one where i would probably lean towards is that one or maybe Camp Scare? Those are probably my two that I would lean towards probably most likely for a good date night movie. Add a little bit of intensity in there. We also got the Fred Daphne um, romance playing off that. So that'd probably be my, that's probably where I'd lean towards. Yeah, and a lot of people are friends and we had one of our professors at school come on who had only seen, you know, the original Scooby-Doo from the late 60s, early 70s. So hearing from him was really intriguing and, you just mentioned two of more recent, like mid 2010s 
Scooby mm-hmm. movies and they they're doing Scooby doing guess who bringing back celebrities. A question that I had that I've seen articles on this every anniversary for this that people bring it up on mm-hmm. popularity of Scooby Doo. There's been so many iterations and yet it's remained popular seemingly throughout all the generations since it started. Do you think there's a reason or maybe as someone who is really knowledgeable on it, why do you think that in any iteration Scooby has remained popular over you know, so like two, three whole generations. Right. Definitely. I think the main reason is it's a message that reaches every generation. It's not something that's Scooby is not necessarily just relating to the 60s generations or the modern generation. Uh, Scooby, Scooby's whole message is going up against your fears and just having a good time at the same time. So the stories never got outdated. They weren't necessarily really focused on the time or the time period. Um, I mean, all Scooby-Doo media, I can still watch the classic Scooby-Doo and just love it to death. And my dad can watch the new ones and just also just be like, this is great. This is awesome. Look what they've done with the character, because I think they've stuck with the same good formula that's just carried Scooby-Doo through all these years. And it's just having a dog with his friends going across the country and just finding different new experiences and adventures. And I think that's something that's carried Scooby-Doo and it's allowed it to last maybe longer than some other shows of classic Hanna-Barbera types like the Flintstones or Yogi Bear, where Scooby-Doo is now the center of it because who doesn't love a talking dog going around with some goofy teenagers in a van, so. (laughs) Yeah, and something that you were saying there too, and me, because something we've been talking about a lot is there's seemingly almost two different Scooby-Doo movies. There's one that is more character-based, which the live action, some of the 90s, like you were saying, are kind of more Mm -hmm. about the character. And then there's some that are just more entirely mystery-based. We're just focused on figuring out the whodunit, adding up the suspects and seeing it from them. Do you have a preference on maybe, is there one avenue that you like seeing more than the other? Is there some quality within either of those that maybe you think works better for a movie or a show? Definitely. I think for a movie, my favorite route to go with is maybe the more character-based where you're questioning the character's values. My favorite part of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is we see Daphne just take a whole different role with the gang, really questioning why we're going after all these monsters. Why are all monsters necessarily fake? And she's looking for the real ones out there. And I love when they question the classic stereotypes of the group and really make you look at it. I feel like Mystery Inc. did a great job of that. Uh, just questioning all the group's roles and where they stand with the group and why they're doing what they do. So I would think with a movie route, since they have the time to do it, I think it's best to be character-based because it just adds another element to the Scooby-Doo movie. Now, for TV shows, I love Mystery Inc., but I also love, like, What's New Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, the classics. So I think there there's a little bit more flexibility. It just depends if you want to do a full-season story arc or if you just want to do each episode's on its own. We're going to a different town, solving a different mystery. So there you have a little bit more flexibility. But with movies, I feel like you have a great opportunity to really um, invest in the gang's personalities and just seeing where they stand and why they believe in what they believe and why each person acts the way they act. So, Yeah, and um, I think that's definitely what has made Scooby interesting throughout the years. And uh, speaking of that, so now that we're about to be in 2021, Is there anything specifically that you hope to see from Scooby-Doo throughout the 2020s? Like anything new or something you hope they bring back? Like, what do you want to see from Scooby and the gang? 
Definitely. I mean, I've loved seeing what Scooby Scooby Media has done in the 2010s and 2000s. Um, they really brought a whole nother level. I feel like during the late 80s and early 90s, I love a pup named Scooby-Doo, but there was a break there in between that one and the late 90s direct-to-video direct films where Scooby kind of just almost took a break. They had a couple uh, films here and there, but I feel like they've done a great job of still putting out new Scooby content and kind of uh, changing the classic story arc. We've seen like Be Cool Scooby-Doo, which had completely different artwork, which some hated and some loved. And then you have like um, classic Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, which brings back the more classic Scooby-Doo style where it's you're bringing in a guest star. So for the 2020s, I would personally say I would love to see some more films that are maybe a little bit more on the serious side, kind of like the classic. I mean, I'm... Um, very, I love the nineties direct video films. So I love maybe a little bit more, um, serious Scooby-Doo films, but besides that, I mean, the TV shows and the series have been awesome. I'd love also something maybe relating towards Scooby-Doo mystery Inc. A little bit more where there's a story arc over the whole season where they're maybe going after one specific villain, but they're also solving mysteries along the way, something like that. But the nice thing with Scooby-Doo is there's a lot of flexibility with the character and a lot of ways to get creative. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm, I'm really excited for the Courage the Cowardly dog crossover Scooby-Doo that's coming in some point in 2021, 2022. So those are that's probably what I'm hoping for in the 2020s. Yeah, I saw the Courage uh, one. I think I was looking at Wikipedia and I was like, wait a second, what? They're, right. What? That's still going? <laughs> that What? Uh, so that was... <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, something's happening. Right. <laughs> but uh, with just to round it out here and to come full circle, last question, you know, at Scooby History on Twitter, is there a goal, an end goal? What's your end goal for the account, really? I don't know, it might just be, you know, do Scooby-Doo stuff forever. That might be the goal. But is there something that you want to maybe get out of it or something that you want to display on this account? And what's the, the end result, maybe something you've realized from doing it here? Definitely. Um, I've had other Twitter accounts in the past. I actually originally had a couple of Twitter sports accounts that I ran before running Scooby-Doo History. So I love the Twitter base where other people can just retweet other people's stuff if they love what they're doing on there. So I just being, love being able to share other people's works. So that's probably the biggest thing I've learned about running Scooby-Doo History is just being able to find other people that passion Scooby-Doo as much as, as much as myself and finding fellow Scooby-Doo lovers like all yourselves, but for an end goal for Scooby-Doo history, I'd love to do something with maybe merchandising, having some shirts and stuff like that, or just having maybe a Scooby-Doo panel, bringing in some of the biggest um, accounts on Scooby-Doo Twitter and just bringing them together and talking Scooby-Doo. So this is what I love to do, just going over all the Scooby-Doo media and the history of it. So end goal for Scooby-Doo history would probably be something on those lines, um, but we still, I, I definitely love growing and posting Scooby-Doo content every day, so... <laughs> That sounds great. And I mean, you got a Billy West response the other day. So I know that was awesome. He's one of my one of my heroes. So that was great. <laughs> yeah, you never know who, who will respond to Scooby-Doo history. So thank you so much for taking the time out to come and talk to us. Kaylee, let's hear the outro. Yes, thank you so much for coming. But Rutro, looks like we're all out of time. We'll see you next time on a pod named Scooby-Doo. Where are